Alright, so boom. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. We back with a little bit of bumps and banner. Yes, sir. We breaking down last weekend. We broke down, well, two weekends ago, we broke down our WrestleMania predictions and what was going on with AEW. And because we wasn't here last week, we're going to come back uh, and give out our results, our grades, our stars for WrestleMania. On at least the start of this episode. We'll get into some more uh, later on in the week. But we want to start this episode off uh, giving a shout-out to Maplewood Farms. Giving a shout-out to Anchor and Spotify and all the cool people. Shout-out to Rim because we tried this earlier. The niggas was too drunk and it just didn't work. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to get all this weed out this bag. It's all good because this is Bumps and Banner, baby. And we're going to get right into WrestleMania. So what was our opening match? Opening match, WrestleMania night one, we had the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boo. Rick Boogs. Uh overall I get that match. Solid. Solid three and a half because of what it could have been. I thought it was a good match. I'm so sorry that Rick Boogs got hurt. Man, he was he looked like he was gonna be the star. I think the right people won. And it looks like a good long-term storybook and play. I get that match uh, two stars because of injury. Um, you know, could have been a hot opener. Missed out on that. Um, but, you know, congratulations to uh, Rick Boogs. First WrestleMania being in the opening match on WrestleMania is big. Um, they was putting a big spot. But right people went over. It continues that storyline. So, boom. That's all I got to say about that. Well, it was a good match. I, I like what we got from the Usos. They have a new finisher. It, it was a great opener, but let's keep it going. Um, what was the next match? Match number two, we had Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Oh, man, this was a great match. I, I like this match for sure. Uh, Happy Corbin and Matt Catmoss have been a delight on SmackDown. If, you're a heel, if you like heels, they've been a delight. And the match was only eight minutes, but it felt like at least 15 because they got all their stuff off. I, I give the match a good, solid three and a half. Uh, Drew looked strong as he was supposed to. Madcap looked like the Wheezy Hill he was supposed to be. Baron Corbin did a job. Um, I'm giving this match a 2.5. Um, if it went a little longer, maybe had a few more hot spots, I think it would have grabbed me in. Um, good story, though, you know, but, um, you know, they're – McIntyre's place on the card and Corbin's place on the card just a little different. And, um, you know, it was it was the right match for McIntyre, but it could have been better, just my opinion. I like the whole shenanigans after the match with uh, Madcap and Drew with his sword. Yeah, that was pretty that cool. That was pretty cool, um, breaking the ropes. But I think we all got what we knew we was going to get out of that one, so that didn't surprise anybody. Right. So I don't think that was going to get over three and a half stars from anyone. I gave it that because I'm a Baron Corbin fan, and he always makes everybody look really good. And that's all we got on that match. That was a good match, though. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got the Mysterio family versus the Miz and Logan Paul. All right, you want to start it off? Um, Logan Paul, one of my MVPs of the weekend. Great performance. Um, still really not sold on Dominic Mysterio, but it's a work in progress. The Miz is the Miz. He's always great. Um, I'm going to get this match uh, three stars. 
Logan Paul really put in some work on this. Um, you know, congratulations to all the competitors involved. Uh, Logan Paul stole the show um, as a celebrity for night one, at least. He definitely did his thing. I enjoyed The Miz for making him look like a star. So did Rey Mysterio. Uh, it was a good match. I think the right team went over. And uh, The Miz is awesome, man. The Miz, everything The Miz touches is gold. I'm glad he gets the spotlight like he does. Yeah, he's really been getting his flowers recently, and they're definitely well-deserved. Um, you know, I don't think people really give him the credit for how good he really is. But in recent times, he's been getting it, and I really think, you know, that's a good thing. All right, so where are we at with it? Where are we, where are we on? Next match is my personal, what I say was match of the weekend. Um, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Um, from the overall presentation of both competitors, the hard work in the match, right person going over, great story over the last, I, shit, it's got to be at least seven to eight months now. Yeah, since SummerSlam. Um, great just just great. Bianca Belair is a fucking star. Loves to see a black woman on top. Um, Becky Lynch is the big time for real. And she's like proved after coming back after a year that true star power doesn't go away if you know what you're doing. Um, I'm giving this match four and a half stars. Yeah, I, I loved what I got from Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch came out looking like Billy Idol or Billy Joel, whichever one you wanted to Put on it, but it was a great spin. She looked like a boss. Bianca came out with the TSU. Uh, Drake has a song about TSU. It was a great opening. The whole presentation of everything was awesome. And I feel like they, those two women outshine every other women on both cards. Right. Uh, for me, I give it four and a half stars. Uh, I only have one match better than this one for the weekend. Yeah. Definitely. And I wouldn't even count that as a match. Right. This was um best match, best match of the of the whole weekend. Uh, big shout out to both competitors. Uh, love both ladies. They did their thing. Um, next up is what I believe is the best men's match of the weekend and the moment of the weekend. Um, <clears throat> we had the debut of Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. The American Nightmare. The American Nightmare made his debut. We all predicted that he would be coming over to the WWE. He'd be coming home. Um, very good presentation. Everything we basically saw in AEW is what we're getting in WWE. Just some minor tweaks to the presentation. Um, <clears throat> great match. I give this five stars. I know I said Becky and Bianca is the match of the weekend, and it is. This gets five stars because of the moment. Um, some You just don't get big debuts like this. The crowd reception and reaction to Cody was just, you know, you really didn't know what to expect. And when they brought up, <clears throat> welcomed them in, so, mm-hmm. you know, they, they welcomed them home so greatly. It was it was a good thing to see. I had five stars. But uh, me personally, I give it four and a half stars as well. I think it was moment of the year. And my hot take of the week is that Vince McMahon has officially created the Forbidden Door. AEW and all these other places like to talk about Forbidden Door. It doesn't get as big as a Forbidden Door as that. That was the VP of a whole nother company, wrestling, in a major match at WrestleMania. That's opening a Forbidden Door, not having uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and, <laughs> and Tony Nese and all of those guys. It, 
it was a great match. Uh, even from the matches, the moves that they did, the way they clashed, perfect match. I can't wait to see the rematch when it's coming, whenever it's coming. Yeah. But four and a half stars for me. Cody did a great job. Seth is the best wrestler in the world still. Top five at least. Top, he's definitely top five. And we, know, we know who number one is. They number put on, a, on, on, a, this, on a, this card. Right? Yeah, number one, one on this card. <laughs> and they definitely showed us why wrestling can still be wrestling, even on the big stage. Even on the big stage, wrestling can still be wrestling. Yeah. Um, Cody's, a, Cody's a star, man. He's, he looked like a bigger star than he has in the last six years. Yep. Um, next up, we got a SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte mm-hmm. Flair and Ronda Rousey. Um, I had to give this match two ratings because my original rating was because it's WrestleMania and you just, you're just you looking for certain things and expecting certain things on WrestleMania and this didn't deliver in that way. I originally gave this match like a 1.5. Then after hearing some other people's opinions on it, I went back and rewatched it with a different set of eyes. And when you look at it with a different set of eyes, I give it like a four. Um, these ladies worked hard. There was a lot of technical wrestling and reversals and things. Charlotte Flair carried Ronda Rousey. Um, yeah, she made, her look good, made her look good. You know, it wasn't what we looked for in a Mania match. This could have been something on like a... This could have been something on like a Money in the Bank or a... Or a extreme WrestleMania host, Backlash. You know, WrestleMania Backlash, something like that. Or, you know, if they would have did it, if they would have did some kind of stipulation. But um, nonetheless, you know, both ladies worked hard. And um, I'm going to give that match, I'm, I'm going to give it a, a 1.5 because it didn't deliver as far as a Mania match. But when you really dissect the match for what it is, I'm going to give it 3.54. And that, I'm going to give it a 3.7. I know that's an odd-ass number. Yeah, it is. That's what I'm rolling with, 3.7. I'll give this match a 3. Uh, this is the cringiest match on either day. Um, just because it didn't deliver. And not from a, a storyline standpoint. I think they told the story of what the match there was going to be. But it just was not believable on Ronda's standpoint. Ronda doesn't look like what... I think Ronda thinks she looks like. Right. And she's got to work her way through the card again. I want to see her against some other people. I'm glad Charlotte got the win. It was the person who was supposed to win. I think um, Ronda looks like a heel if she wins after that match. And that's not how you want to end uh, match-wise on Mania. You don't, you, you, Charlotte looked like she was supposed to be the star. And that's what happened. And I was all for it. Right. For three stars. All right. All right. Well, we're getting close to the end of night one. Um, very next thing we got here, the main event for night one, we had the French-Canadian, Kevin Owens. And just me even saying this, you know, me even fucking pardon my lips to, to say this is crazy because you... You know, from a childhood to now, you just never thought you would see anything like this. But the main event of night one for WrestleMania is Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. We had, don't trust anyone himself. You know, 101 alcohol proof. Versus Kevin Sting, 316. And, um, you know, I, I, I get his uh, four stars. Um, Steve came back and looked fucking amazing. Um, not like so, you know, you have some legends that come back and they can't really hold up. You know, everybody's not Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. They can't just have a five star match at WrestleMania after the sixty. And we, you know, it's cool. I understand that. 
Um, but but I mean, he didn't look. He he was a little slower, of course. That that was gonna come with it. But you can tell he really didn't miss a beat. He took some nice bumps that I didn't expect him to fucking take. Suplexes on the floor and shit. Yeah. Um. Kevin Owens now has something on his resume. Nobody will ever be able to take away from him. Not only did he main event WrestleMania, he main evented WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's only a distinct few people who've done that. Um, this whole situation was great. Four stars. Uh, I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan. I think he is deserving of all the spotlight. Uh, Stone Cold is the GOAT, though, so... I knew what I was getting when I seen it. I just didn't know it was going to be the main event. And boy, did they deliver. In what, 13 minutes, 14 minutes? Something like that. They delivered, man. It gave us a no-holds-barred match that was just a KO show. KO Mania is probably the biggest thing other than WrestleMania. Whoever Kevin Owens is fighting at Romania seems to be a big deal. He's starting to get a big trend. I think this was KO Mania 6, right? Yeah, so this was the one I said, all right. It's starting to look up for him. He's gonna he's skyrocketing all the way back up to the top, looking like uh, a main eventer like he's supposed to. And he made Stone Cold look like he still had it. We all know Stone Cold is over sixty and has drank entirely too many beers in his life. But who cares when you got a guy like Kevin Owens who can put him over and, and make, make him look, him like, look like the guy that they remember in nineteen ninety nine. So. Kudos to both guys. I give the match four and a half stars. Yep. And um, just just my little quick hot take wrapping up Mania Night 1. Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins had the longest match on the card. I just want to put that out there. What was, like, it? What was the time on it? 21 minutes, 40 seconds. Oh, that's not bad at all. The next highest was Bianca and um, Becky with 19 minutes, 10 seconds. Okay. So, yeah, Cody and Seth had the longest match on the card. And I mean, if I've I've watched that match back just for Cody's entrance at least mm-hmm. five times, <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. Um, but that's a that's a that's a cap on night one. Um, that's a cap on night one, and um, night one was actually, in my opinion, better than night two. Um, oh, for sure. We're about to get into night two, but I just think I think that will be a thing going forward, though. The night that night one is going to be yeah, better. Yeah, because I think two. WrestleMania is always going to be a two-day thing now. Yeah, it is. And I think Saturdays is going to be the one that we like the most. And because I think the ones that are hyped the most will be the ones that are Sunday. And I don't have a problem with that. If you give us what we want first, and then you do what you want, I'll watch it. But give us what we want first. They gave us what we wanted on night one. And nobody tripped. Uh... There was not one bad finish where you're like, eh, I don't know about that. You know, Everything was seamlessly good. You know, um, it's crazy because night one actually drew more people than night two. Yeah, I bet. Actually, because more people are off on Saturday. Well, more people have, you know, not shit to do on Saturday. It's, yeah. a, it's a bigger bigger event. And so what would you grade uh, overall night one? Night one overall, I'm giving it a, a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. I'll give night one a four. I think it was a good show. Um, I left satisfied, and that makes for a yeah. good show. Yep, it was a good show. Definitely a good show. It just it had its down points, and, you know, I think with every show it has its down points, we haven't gotten, like, we haven't gotten, like, a star study, a real star study, man, in a while. I give it a 3.5. I think that's really fair for this, for night one. Um, but we can go into night two. I want to get into night two. Um, <clears throat> night two 
we started off with what I think was maybe the uh, maybe the second best match on night two, um, maybe the second or third best match on night two. Uh, the opening match was the Alpha Academy versus the Street Profits versus RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Matt Riddle for the Raw Tag Team Championships with Randy Orton and Matt Riddle coming out on top. Uh, right finish for this match. Mm-hmm. Um, you had enough people. You know, you got the veteran and Randy um, and the veteran and Chad Gable with the intensity of, uh, of Montez Ford um, and Matt Riddle. Um, and then just the size of Otis. Yeah. You had these different dynamics that you put together. It wasn't so much of a clusterfuck. And like I said, you had different pieces to kind of cover up some of the clusterfuckness of this match. Um, I'm giving it three stars. Uh, Randall and, and, and I said Randall. Randall Keith Orton. Randall Keith Orton. And, <laughs> and Matthew Riddle. And Matthew Riddle. Pretty much stole the show for night one of the gate. Um, I know night two. I'm sorry, night two. That's the weed. Um, and it might be a little bit of that liquor on our first fuck up, <laughs> right? But Riddle and Randy have sold us on a great story going forward. If they were to break, it looks like the mega powers breaking up. Um, if they fight for a, ch- a championship and one has to turn on the other, it's perfect for another mania moment. And I think they set all the seeds for that because they look like a cohesive team. Right. I give the match. Uh, I want to give a kudos to uh, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins for being uh, just black superstars, man. They look like they're going to have a great future, both of them. Right. Uh, and Alpha Academy looking like the Weasley Hills and the big, strong guys. And that's what they showed off. Great match. I give the match three and a half stars. Cool, cool, cool. We're moving on to the next thing. Next thing, Bobby Lashley and Omas. Um, not really any build to this. Uh, I give it 1.5 stars. Shit was terrible. I don't really have much more to say about it. I think that I see what they're trying to do, but, you know, what they ended up doing, they should have did before they had this match at Mania. It didn't make sense. It was For what it was, they did the right thing for what it was, but there was no build. Almost isn't over enough. Didn't look, you know, Bobby didn't look like he was in an, in, an, in any real detriment. You know, he didn't really look like he was in trouble. And but that's because the last time we seen Bobby, he was getting flung around by Brock Lesnar, realistically. Wait, well, won't. Yeah, that was really the last time we seen last him. Last time we seen Bobby Lashley, he, he won Bobby. the match, but he was getting, he looked like he was in trouble. And then... The next time after that, he got hurt in the elimination. So we know he's working hurt. We know he's uh, trying to get some some money out of this guy, trying to make almost a draw. And I think it was on the biggest stage. You put him against a big big man. Um, I hate how WWE makes all the black people fight each other, but that's a story for another day. We're going to give that match a, for me, I give that match two and a half stars simply because Bobby Lashley is a really good wrestler. Right. I love almost though. Almost is going to be a he got future all the star in the world. All the potential for in the world. sure. And if this is his first one on one match, Bobby Lashley, it's a great sign going forward. Right. Um, next thing we got is um, Sami Zayn versus versus Mr. Knoxville, Mr. Johnny Knoxville. And this is the match for me that stole the show. I give this match four stars. Uh, Sami Zayn looked incredible. 
Um, he really made Johnny Knoxville look like a superstar. How off, how awesome is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, best friends, making two guys that we know are over 50, 60 years old look like they still got it in Johnny Knoxville and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think that's the best story we got going forward on Mania. I think that, to me, was the bigger wrestling story. But um, Johnny Knoxville looks like he can do it, man. He, he did great. You got Wee Man come out and slam Sammy like Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan moment. There were so many different contraptions and tables, and it was just a great match. I love the entertainment. If you're going to entertain me, that's how you do it. And Sami Zayn did a great job. So kudos to him. I give that match four stars. Yeah, um, I give that match 1.5 stars. <laughs> I give it two stars for, for the entertainment factor. Um, you got to know it was entertainment. That's why they took the title off Sammy. You know? I, I sat and watched it. If, once they took the title off Sammy, I said, okay, they're going to entertain us. That's great. So I'm cool with that. Um, next thing we got on here <sighs> is the Fatal 4-Way uh, for the women's tag team match. Um, we got uh, all makeshift tapes here. Sasha Banks and Naomi, Carmella and Queen Zelina, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, and Natalya and Shayna Baszler. With Sasha Banks and Naomi coming out top, I will say this. Our black people showed out this week. They definitely did. They had a great show. People of color. People of color really got off this weekend. I'm, yeah, I'm even in that. defeats and wins. They look like the stars of whatever match they were in, and you got to give them a kudos. What was the time on this match? 10 minutes, 50 seconds. Oh, man, that match went five minutes too long. That was a not a good match. I was, I give it a, a two. I would give it a two and a half because I love Sasha, but I wanted Sasha realistically to lose to keep that defeated streak that she had at WrestleMania. She never won a, a Mania match. I wanted it to be a bigger match other than this. Um, and I wanted her to go like 0 and 9, and then in her 10th one, get the the win, the undisputed, you know, like the women's title. Do do something big for her. You're gonna have it. Don't just makeshift her with Naomi. Now you got Glow Boss, and they got fronts, and they look like a formidable team now. I don't. I'm not here for it. Um, But I loved them winning. Black people. On top is always a great thing here at Bumps and Banners. So we're always going to celebrate our black folks winning. Right, right, right. Um, we we about to hit the 25-minute mark here. So I just want to give, you know, take a quick intermission, give a couple shout-outs. Yes, sir. Um, we want to give a shout-out, of course, to, to the home team, Maplewood Farms. You know how we getting down. Um, in addition to giving a shout-out to Maplewood Farms, I want to give a shout-out to Fox Farm as well. Um, big shout-out to Fox Farm. Big shout out to Hydro Grow. Um, big shout out to Grove Bags, uh, Digit Z, and Raw Paper. Um, if you know the talk, you know the talk. You know how we getting down. Um, yeah, also, I put my shit out. Let me get up. Also, want to give a shout out to, to Anchor to, 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 for providing this platform for us. Yes. Um, big shout out to Anchor, man. Big shout out to Spotify. Spotify. They distribute us to Spotify. Yeah, man. We, we love our there. platform, and these are great platforms to use. I encourage anybody who wants to start a podcast to go to Anchor and get it played through Spotify. Spotify is a great app and a great tool for music and to discover new artists and new podcasts just like ours. So we got to give our shout outs to uh, Anchor and Spotify and 
Shout out to Rim because we did a show before this and got too high and drunk and the audio quality was just not that good. So we got high again and ran it back. So in in all love and respect to Remy St. Clair, we had to give him a shout out. Right, because he's not here. Uh, we definitely tried to do this and it didn't work. So, yeah. Um, next thing we got here, this was the longest match um, of both nights. Mm. Uh, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles versus Mr. Omnipotence. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Omnipotence? Omnipotence. Mr. Omnipotence Edge. Um, leader He's of the house. Of, leader of the house of Edge. Yeah. <laughs> Undertaker retires for two weeks and you give his character to edge. someone else. How does that work? I'm going to tell you, Undertaker been backstage the last couple weeks. He saw it. He said, you know what? I'm going to hand down this to you. You take it and make it yours. Yeah, and I think he's doing it. He did a great job with that throne. AJ looked so believable. What a good match. I think wrestling match, two old dogs just going in there fighting, man. They gave us everything they had. It was a great match. This was And we got uh, Damian Priest sighting. Uh, Edge goes over, correct? Yep. Edge yeah, goes with the spear. Over. With um, the spear. Yeah, you were right from last week. You said how it was going to end. He was going to go for the forearm and get speared. Mm-hmm. So, kudos to you and kudos yeah. to Edge and, and AJ, man. AJ has some bangers at Mania. And this is AJ did something nothing similar. short of anything else he's done. If you want to be honest, AJ did something similar to what Kevin Owens did. AJ Styles may have been at WrestleMania with The Undertaker. Yeah, he did. He did. Take that from him. <laughs> never take that from him. Man. Even though we swore we'd never talk about that time in wrestling, but I just had to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. No, on the last show, we said we're never talking about the COVID era. So I'm going to bring that back because we're not going to get I'm not. I'm not over that. We're never talking about... For anybody who was here for the COVID-19 wrestling era, you won't get that from Bob Savannah. That doesn't exist. We don't acknowledge anything that happened in that moment, a moment. So. That shit was bad. Yeah, that was the worst wrestling of all wrestling. But we're back and things are great now. Like there was fans. There was a big crowd. What was it? 79,000 this year? It was 70,000. 70? Really? It was 60. But you got two nights, so what is that, like 130, 140 thousand? That's a good good number. Well, if you look at it both nights, you got to think about all the people who went both days. Yeah, but you still got to look at those uh, sales, man. Like, we talked about ticket prices on the... Ticket prices are fucking That's booming. That's the fucking Dallas Cowboys. Dallas doesn't get 70,000 in there every week. So you got to give them their due, man. This show was bigger than the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. Was, if you're looking at just straight stats, right. this show was bigger than the Super Bowl. So kudos to WWE. But back to Edge and uh, AJ, they gave us a phenomenal, omnipotent performance. Yes, they did. I'll give that match star-wise four and a half stars. I was about to say, yeah, I'm four and a half stars on this match. It was match of the night for night two. It was the in my <clears throat> top three favorite matches of all the matches um, throughout the weekend. It was the second best men's match on the card. Um, great job. Edge has said multiple times that he wanted to square up with AJ Styles. He got to do it on the grand stage of them all, and they tore it down. Can't ask for nothing more than that. Um, next thing we got here, Sheamus and Ridge Holland versus uh, Kofi and Xavier Woods. I'm giving this match a 
a, a 1.5. It was a minute and 40 seconds. It was a squash match, essentially. It was yeah, a squash was match. Squash match. We watched the New Day get squashed because of what happened to Big E. Uh, sad, sad story. Um, but we got to see the emergence of Butch. Butch looks like a fucking gremlin out there. He's just fucking fighting everybody. I fucking love Butch. Uh, Sheamus looks like he has some guys to take under his wing now. Uh, Ridge has a lot to learn. But we got Butch, man. And if you guys watch NXT or NXT UK, you know who Butch is. That's Pete Dunne. He's a really great wrestler. Peter Dunne. Yeah, he is awesome. Now he's Butch. He got his mania moment where he just fucking headbutt everybody. He didn't fucking matter. He's just crazy. And I love that stature with those fucking suspenders. It makes sense. Uh, I give the match a two because we got some new stars. And I just love the New Day. All right. The New Day looked good putting over Ridge Holland, Sheamus, and Butch in two minutes. Got to give black people their credit, man. They did it. Yeah, they, they did pretty good. Um, <clears throat> next on here was um, Mr. Mr. Austin Theory with Mr. McMahon in his corner versus Pat McAfee. Yo, first of all, they sung Pat McAfee all the way to the ring, and it was great. Yep, those Dallas Cowboy Cowgirl cheerleaders came out. And, and it was up. It was up after that. It was up after that. Austin Theory looks like a star, though, walking down that stage. Walking down that. Yeah, he looks good. Uh, I think I seen this three or four years ago. I said, oh, no, that looks like their guy. And he showed us he can take a celebrity, which we look at Pat McAfee. He's one of us, but he's a celebrity. Right. You know, he's an ex-football player. This is like Bam Bam Bigelow fighting Lawrence Taylor. It's the same match. They gave us a great outcome. Uh... That superplex was clean as shit. Um, there was a lot of good spots, but it was what you expected to get from Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. Um, what was the time on that match? Nine minutes. Perfect, because they probably had, what, five more minutes for the next segment? I'll give that match a solid three because I didn't come in with any expectations, and I left with a pretty good match. Nope, ain't, nothing wrong with that. ain't nothing wrong with that at all. I give that match um, a three as well. Um, just because Pat McAfee delivered on WrestleMania, him and Austin Theory for both, for, well, for it to be Pat McAfee's first WrestleMania match, it wouldn't be Austin Theory's first WrestleMania Did match. he fight last year? Not last year. He fought in that era that we shot that speaker. Oh, yeah. That doesn't count. We're not even talking about that. So, um, but we're going to move on to the next thing, which is not really a next thing. It was actually basically the same segment. We got goddamn Vince. Vinny Mac. No chance. Motherfucking motherfucking Vince McMahon got his Mm -hmm. old monkey ass in the ring. Swole. Still swole. Nah, he wasn't swole. Man, to be 76 (laughs) years old, he's swole. Yeah, yeah, you're right. To be old, that nigga swole. Like, he almost 80. It ain't no reason why he should have been able to do... Half of what he went in there and, and did. he went and did it. And he felt safe with Stone Cold and Stone Cold delivered. Man. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ruining it. That's, I'm sorry. We haven't gotten that far yet. No, that happened we in got, the segment. Yeah, but we got an actual match, I guess. What was it? How long was their match? Three minutes and 45 seconds. Three, four minutes. I don't, match. I don't count this as a match. It's it was a segment. A segment. For sure. It was a segment. But this yeah. was Pat McAfee showing 
I can I can do everything. Do it all. I can make a eighty year old man, Vince McMahon, look good, and I can also uh, have someone make me look better. Perfect match. I was here for it. Uh, Vince getting the W was perfect because ultimately we knew if you're going against Vince at WrestleMania, you have no chance in, in hell. hell. Yeah. So. Who comes to save the day because now Vince is actually kicking ass and Austin Theory's out there. Who comes to save the day? Glass but our hero from last, last night. Glass, Glass shatters. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Don't trust anybody. The and guess what? The glass breaks and the people start throwing the babies. They go banana. And he gets in the ring. He gets face to face with Vince McMahon. He looks at him, offers his monkey ass a beer. Wait, no. He gets Austin first. <laughs> Austin gets it first, right? Yeah, I think he Austin, Austin Theory. Theory. And then he gave Vince a beer. Then he, that was the worst stunner of all time. Uh, that one is crazy, right? Because you know what, you know what they were talking about and, they, and that came to my attention. I was like, damn, that's crazy as shit. Vince's very first stunner and his very last stunner are the worst stunners in history. <laughs> if you think about the very first time Austin ever stunned him, that shit was terrible. Yeah. And then after that, he kind of caught it a little bit, but then, man. Yeah, no. Vince always gets it bad. Vince Austin always makes Vince look bad. I think my my how I seen it, Vince was drinking that uh rattlesnake PBR, man. Mm-hmm. What's it called? What's his drink called? Broken Skull. The Broken Scroll IPA. He got some of that. Got a little woozy. <laughs> it bounced off the rope and just wasn't ready for a spot. He was a little bit drunk. He was adrenaline was rushing, beer guzzling, a hundred and thirty thousand fans. If you let Vince tell it, screaming at him, he just couldn't help himself. And Stone Cold couldn't either, so he catches his stunner and brings in the guy, the hero of the day, Pat McAfee, uh, to drink another beer. And what happens to Pat McAfee? He gets the stunner too. He gets a silly ass. And then he sold the. Fuck out that bitch. He My sold that motherfucker. Spit the beer out like Triple H in 2002. He was the greatest spitter, pause, I've ever seen with a beer. He, he, he got rid of it. The whole beer, it was perfect. It made the whole shit look You know like what else was crazy? Pat McAfee got down, got two matches at WrestleMania. Yes. How about that? Yes. One win. One, <laughs> one loss. loss. And <laughs> In a moment with Stone Cold. And then, not only that, he had a match with the future of the company. Then had a match with the boss of the company. Yes. And then got stunned by the greatest star in the, the company's history. Yes. In the company's history. He, he, he put himself in the best position. Ever. Yeah. Pat McAfee's one of our guys now. There's nobody who's going to hate on Pat McAfee from this day forward. Right. He is sold in WWE standpoint. Yep. What's and, next? And uh, last but not least, we got the main event. This is what the people came to see. This is why people spent their money. Um, Roman Reigns versus Brocky Lesnar. To unify the titles? To unify. Now, what was the time on this match? 12 minutes and 15 seconds, and I wish wow. it was shorter. Roman's entrance was 12 minutes and 13 seconds. Jesus Christ. His entrance was probably a good... Because you know these times I'm giving you, the interest is all part of them. Oh, really? Yes. These, the interest is all part of these times. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it felt long as shit. 
Um, I was here for the match. I'm glad uh, the right guy went over. Roman did look a little bit hurt uh, with that Kimura. Uh, Rock sold everything. Rock looked strong. Roman looks like unbeatable. I think uh, if I'm giving it a star, did we give uh, McAfee them stars? I'm giving McAfee a three. I gave Austin and uh, McAfee him a three. Okay, we both we'll just give the whole segment a three. This I'm giving a four. Um, I don't think this was better than the match that they originally had with Seth. I do think this match was better than the match they had like two years after that. Um, because this one had more of a build to their little 10 minute match. But I think there was more left open than I wanted. I wanted this to be a definitive ending. Um, and it wasn't definitive. It was a win. It was a definitive pin, clear fall. But I think there was still more to be told. seen. There's, There's more, more to story to be told. And I just didn't like that. I don't know why. Maybe it's because these niggas have been fighting for eight years. But I'm, I would rather have seen a, a good finish. Uh, Roman going over. Uh, Brock doing the job. Making him look like he was uh, not as superior anymore. And we didn't get that. So I give it a four. And that's still saying that it's a good match. Because you got two big ass guys busting their ass in a 10 minutes match. You can't, you can't beat that. You're not getting that from nowhere else either. Those caliber athletes going at it for that title. But all in all, I was here for it. Four stars. I was here for the match, but it didn't deliver what I wanted. I'm going to be completely honest with you. If you look at every time that these guys go head-to-head in the ring, it's it's a pattern. They really, they literally gave me the same match they gave me at Crown Jewel in the cage, just uh, without a cage. Yeah, just without the cage. Like, they basically gave me the same exact match, and, um, yeah, I'm giving this a 2.7. I wasn't, I was, and I'm, you know, you, you know, I've, I've, Rome, me, you know, me and Roman Reigns have come a long way. Yeah. We had to, we had to work through some shit. Me and Roman had to work through some shit, and I, I, you know, I, I finally got to a point where it was like, that's my motherfucking nigga. Yeah. He that nigga. Yeah. But this didn't deliver. <sighs> I'm sorry, but it, it just won't it. It didn't. This and then didn't, do you think it was because it was exposed too much? Like, we've seen it so much? Or? We've seen the match too many times. One thing about Austin and Rock, the greatest story ever told, it was a different match every time. Yeah, it was a different match every time. With these, with these cats, they give us the same match. Uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't really impressed by this. So overall, what are we giving WrestleMania Night Two? Night Two's getting a, a smooth two point eight for me. So then, what did you give the first? Would you give Night One? I gave Night One a three point five. Okay, so you're in like a three point three for Mania in total. Yeah, I'm roughly around the 3.2, 3.3 range for Mania overall. So, a little bit Not better a bad than show. Good show. Not a bad show. Good, a good show, to be honest. Four is fucking awesome. Five is perfect, and it ain't perfect. The shit won't perfect. Oh, no, there's no show that's perfect. It wasn't um, There's no show killing it like that. New Japan's getting close, but we'll get there on another episode. Um, I give Night 2 a solid three and a half. Um, because it was solid, um, 
everything was at least solid other than the squash we got with the New Day and the tag team match um, for the tag titles, the women. Everything else was solid. So you take you discredit those. If you take those two off the car, I give that a, a four. But you got to have those fillers, man. You got to have people go spend some money at that stadium. And that's what that was. Quick bathroom break, quick uh, concession break. And to me, it all tells the story of what we want from WrestleMania. And that's a beautiful show. They gave us a beautiful show. I give the full show, all in all, probably a three. Uh, I'll give it a 3.94. I want to say four. I'll say four because I'm the E guy here. I'll say four because Stone Cold looked awesome. And Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens were the stars of the weekends. Four for me. Well, um, that about covers it. We got through all the mania. Um, we got a whole 365 days to figure out what the fuck we're doing next year. Hopefully, we're getting Rock and Roman in the main event. If not, give me Cody and Roman in the main event. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, again, just shout out to Maplewood Farms again, home team, Anchor, Spotify for our distribution and giving us this beautiful platform to. Uh, share our fucking opinions and, and smoke weed and smoke weed and get drunk. So, um, with that being said, nah. Wait, wait. So wait. I want to. I want to say two things. I was about to because we're gonna. Out. Oh, are we signing? No, I just want to say. Um, shout out to everybody who pays attention. Shout out to the people, um, like us who have an opinion on wrestling and need to get that opinion out because that shit is. Necessary and critical to the product. Um, I also want to give a shout out, like you said, to Maplewood Farms and Anchor and Spotify. These guys are awesome, and you guys should sign up. Um, and what was the last thing? What are we doing on the next show? Because the next show is in a couple of days. We'll talk um, about that the show. aftermath, or we're gonna go AEW. Next we're gonna show. Get into some um, shit. Next show, we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a little bit of everything. We'll give y'all a few different things. I want to talk I know about we're really this, gonna talk this about King the, of that uh, New Japan Super Cup, man. That was a great... Oh, my gosh. And um, That New Japan Cup was awesome. I think what we're going to get into next time, we're going to get into WrestleMania Fallout. By the time we record our next episode, we've had two episodes of Raw and an episode of SmackDown. Yeah. Um, we're going to do WrestleMania Fallout. Two episodes of AEW. Uh, we'll be covering a little bit of AEW Dynamite. And, um, and Doe will be covering some New Japan because I don't watch that. <laughs> and I'll say that, oh, kudos to Minoru Suzuki. Uh, I can't wait to see him and Samoa Joe. And kudos to Zack Sabre Jr. and Kazushika Okada. I can't wait to see that match either. Those are going to be two special matches. Minoru Suzuki is the independent uh, darling of the week for WrestleMania week. He had three matches. I think he went 3-0. and And he won the Ring of Honor Television Championship. He looked like a star. Uh... Suzuki gun on top, as always. And now we can sign out, man. This was Bumps and Banner. You gonna like this next one or we we, we gonna keep going? About to light up this last J. And we signing out, player. For sure, for sure. Alright, so boom. It's Thursday. You know what that means. We back with a little bit of Bumps and Banner. My name is fucking Doe. My name is Nine Khan. And we're going to act like we didn't just do an episode two days ago and talk about Russ Manning.
And we're going to act like we give a fuck about something else other than WWE right now. Because I'm going to be honest. Nothing has been letting me get away. Just run away with the pie, y'all. I've been talking WWE crazy. I've been going. Because, you know, it's mania. So we're not even going to start with WWE right now. We're going to start at AEW because it's Thursday. So last night we just got a great AEW uh, show. Really good show. Um, opened up with uh, CM Punk and Penta. Good 13-minute match. GTS out of nowhere. Uh, he's going up in the rankings now. You know, he, he was top five, and now he will be number four because he just beat the number four guy who was Penta. Right. Um, and he's 15-1. and one. He, he looks like he's, he, he's building a good case to be in the number one contender for the, the title. And I, what do you think about, you know what I'm saying, Sam Punk? And, I mean, just all your, all your thoughts. Return, uh, booking, um, all of it. Of course, it was probably. Of course, it was the biggest return, you know, to wrestling last year, and I think that out of everybody in the professional professional wrestling industry right now, I think nobody's being booked better than CM Punk, and I think that's because he has a lot of say so in how he gets booked. He doesn't do anything he doesn't want to do, so. you know, he's working his way up in the rankings. He's going for uh, AEW gold or platinum, I must say. Um, we'll see, man. We see, we're going to see if he's going to be going, going uh, against Mr. Adam Cole, baby, or if he's going to be looking down a barrel of some cowboy shit with Adam Page. I like that you say about rankings, though, because rankings is, is such a delicate topic in AEW, man. Like... Yeah, they, they live and die the, by the rankings. The AEW fans, they live and die by the rankings, and they will justify it all. But, you know, as an E-guy, I understand how 50-50 booking makes everybody look good. So I look at the rankings sometimes, and I just I shake my head because I love them. But I just don't understand them. So CM Punk is 15-1. and one. His one loss is to uh, who, MJF. MJF. Which was actually kind of two losses, but, you know, whatever. Who cares? But how is he not number one when, you know, Adam Cole's one loss is to the champ? Like, that's his loss. Why is he still the number one contender? He just lost to the champ. I think it's... And then you got, uh, what what else was good? Sammy's number two. Sammy's number two. He just lost the belt. He just, he still hasn't fought since he lost the belt. And they're fighting that battle of the belts. We'll talk about that later. And then Frankie but Kazarian is Frank, number three. <laughs> Frankie Kazarian. It's like every week they give us a random name. What was it the last time? It was Lance Archer. It's yeah, every, last time it was Lance Archer. Every week it was just like a random name. You're just like, hmm, <laughs> what's he doing there? Right. Like, it's a who's who. When do you get to see all these other matches go down? Um, I just don't know, man. I, I, I like it, but I don't. I, I think sometimes... They trump the rankings based on what story they're trying to tell. Because, of course, right now they're telling the Adam Cole, Adam Page story, which is why he's there. Sammy is going to get his... And it's, it's funny because Tony Khan is breaking his one of his rules. Um, one of the things that was a, a thing in AEW is that there are no rematches when you lose a belt. So, Sammy Guevara is getting a rematch. I think Adam Cole is getting a rematch. Um, Adam, but Adam Cole didn't lose the belt. See, that's different. 
Oh, when okay. you lose the belt, you don't get a rematch. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you think about it, Mox hasn't fought for the belt since he lost it to Kenny. Mm-hmm. Kenny, Kenny got hurt. It was a little different. Yeah. Kenny got hurt. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jericho didn't challenge for the belt after he lost it. But Kenny Omega and, well, it's the... the and maybe it's the world thing and not the TV thing. Because I think, uh, what's, what's our guy? The American Nightmare. He's challenged for the TNT title at least six He's a three-time champion. Exactly, you know, so... Three-time TNT champion. I think it's a a gift and a curse with the rankings, but the women have been tearing it up. AEW women, actually... It's gotten a lot better. I'm not going to say it's gotten a lot better. I'm going to say has been flourishing. Uh, It's not sputtering. It's now in circular motion. Right. At first, it was it was it was flat tire. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they got some um, what got some it? air, some air. They got one of those things. What's the sealant? Mm-hmm. Seal up the tire, and then it sputtered. You know, it, it was sputtering for a while, and I think now it's kind of making a circular motion. Right, and I, I don't know what to say. I think there's so many good women now. That they're showcasing them in a different rank. Maybe it's not the rankings. Definitely not the rankings. It's not the rankings. It's just figuring out the what showcasing. works. The yes. showcasing. It's, it's figuring out what works and having to rotate people in and out to see exactly what works. Like, okay, they know Thunder Rosa works. They know Britt Baker works. Um, Jay Cargill, even though she's greener than goose shit, it works. It's a draw. You know, Serena D works. Um... Who else is on this list? You got some newcomers on the list. You I'm got gonna, some newcomers on Anna here. Jay. Marina Shafir is on here. I'm not sure why. Uh, Marina Shafir has been is, is a new name, a new face that that didn't get that. Uh, she don't. Marina Shafir is all elite pitcher. You know she didn't get that. She she came in and wanted to work for it. I'm happy to see Marina Shafir back in AEW. The Four Horsemen, the 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 original Four Horsemen oh, four are, are still on. Yeah, four horse women. I'm sorry, I keep. Well, don't nobody know what Jessamine Duke is, so. It's okay. We'll find her eventually. She she'll 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 pull up. Marina Shafir will show up in AEW as soon as the E gets ready to pull the trigger on Rousey and Baszler, but we'll cover that later. Yeah. Now we got uh, the tag team, which was. Uh, um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Good tag team. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be honest with you, right? I think that they are living up to a part of their hype saying that they have the best tag team division. Um, they got FTR. Yes. They got Undisputed Era. Yes. Um, then you got the Acclaim are really an up-and-coming team that's just... Mm-hmm. I don't know what about them works because it's part of me that don't want to like them. But then it's like... It, it, they're it good like in watching, the ring. It feels like you're watching... Uh, how do I explain them? Because essentially it looks like Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart coming down every week. If they were black and gay. If they were black. <laughs> no, I mean, but no, that's, not that's, a knock. It's yeah, the truth. No, it's the truth. It's not a knock at all. Because, you know, Bret Hart's the talent. 
Uh, that's the guy who raps, Max. No, but no, if we being real though, Caster is the Caster, can, not Max Caster. I'm sorry, what's the other one? Bones, Anthony yeah, Bones. Yeah, Bones he is, is great too. He can go. That motherfucker so can go. It was the same thing, but we seen the. I get what you're saying. You got the technical and you got the muscle. Yeah, you got it there. So seeing them every week challenge against any and everybody is always good because they put on great matches with anybody. Even if they lose. Even in defeat. Um, who else is in there? You got Top Flight. Top Flight, good young team um, that you can showcase. A lot of people wouldn't showcase definitely not WWE. Yeah, they wouldn't so, you see seeing what teams happened. like that is, you see is, what is inspiring for uh, black kids out here and just uh, young wrestlers because it's a smaller AEW just top flight smaller is, wrestlers. Top flight is just a, a black version of Rise. Okay, so what <laughs> else happened? What else? What else? AEW is there to talk about. What, what else happened on Dynamite that was no like noteworthy? It was um, tag team thing. So Red Dragon lost. Red Dragon lost um, to Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. They really. I'm gonna tell you though. I feel bad for Luchasaurus because this doesn't end well for him. Even though, like, he's over with that crowd. But they really are showcasing Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is... is I don't think he can be Jungle Boy forever. I think eventually he got to be Jungle Man. But, um... It may always work. Or maybe bro. he'll... Or maybe Shark he'll Boy always Jack, work, bro. Or maybe he'll change his name to Jack <laughs> Perry or something. Shark Boy always worked. But they really... I think Lil Wayne always worked. <laughs> I think Tony Khan has a. I think he got like a long term plan for Jungle Boy to make him a really big star. Now, granted, I think that the the character of Jungle Boy would be tapped in way more if he was in the E, but I think it would ruin him and make him goofy. No, so, yeah, he'd be with a character. So it's, it's he'd be chasing the twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, Jungle Boy would definitely be chasing. Luchasaurus would be chasing. Luchasaurus would be chasing twenty four seven. Yes, with or without. With or would. without Jungle Boy, they both would. In, in all honesty, but Luchasaurus will be chasing it with Jungle Boy on his shoulders. Yes, <laughs> like when they come to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's we're not here to make jokes. We're not here to make we're, jokes. That's that's here, not what we're here for. We're here to love AEW because we do love AEW. I love Jungle um, Boy. That don't mean he ain't gonna chase the twenty four seven time if he go to the E. Yeah, we got Gun Club. We seen Gun Club put up some good matches recently. They, I'm gonna talk shit about them. So the Ass Boys, the Ass Boys can go. Yeah, I, I took it back. You might be right. Uh, they have a crazy amount of tag teams. But once you get past like a certain like maybe like eight. They have great tag team matches. That's that's the best thing right. I like. Regardless of the tag team, they have great tag team matches on AW. And you can't beat that because WWE's tag team division, like they're about to just let the Usos run. We're not gonna talk about it. I'm sorry. It's all AW. Right. These guys are just great tag teams all over. FTW, FTR, whatever you want to call these guys, been killing it. The Revival, killing it. It'd be hard for me not to call them the Revival. No, those guys are, are really good, man. They literally had, I think, if in the last... In the last two weeks, they've had probably the greatest tag team matches in maybe about a year. Because they had a good match with the Ass Boys mm-hmm. before Mania Weekend. Mm-hmm. And then during Mania Weekend, they had a good match with the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. And then this week, they had a good match with the Young Bucks. The right? Young Fucks. Yeah. I mean, the Young Bucks. And yeah. 3 0. 
Three and O. And now we about to get them in in um Jurassic Red Jurassic. Dragon Undisputed Era. And we oh, about yeah. we about to get them in Undisputed Era. And what's gonna be interesting is to see how they put this kind of match together because we were used to seeing their matches in NXT. We're used to watching the revival versus the Undisputed Era. No, that but never happened in NXT. Yes, it did. Did it really? Yes. They had a trilogy in NXT, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're talking about DIY. Ooh. Undisputed Era face FTR in NXT before FTR went up to the main roster. Yes, sir. Could be right. We're not going to fact check over here. We're going to keep yeah. it moving, for real, for real. But we're going to get that, and it's going to be a different match than what we got. What else we got in our handy-dandy notebooks? Um, Battle of the Belts this weekend. Oh, yeah. So uh, so far, we got... So, John- first of all, the, the heavyweight championship isn't on Battle of the Belts. Yes, that it match is. is on Rampage. What, the Texas Death yeah, Match? Yeah, the Texas Death Match is on Rampage. So, that's what made me think Adam Cole's getting the W. Um... You got who's the other one? Um, so on Battle of the Belts, you got uh, so far we got Thunder Rosa versus Nala Rose. Nala Rose, that should be an awesome competition. I think that will showcase uh, Thunder Rosa the way we all want, and she's really good. She's she can go, she can fly, she can get hardcore. Nala Rose is big and and strong. And muscular, and have you seen Nala Rose's shoulders? Like, like I was about. To, a, I had no, to catch myself. Gonna, I, no, I was about. Yeah. To, I had to catch I'm, myself. I'm, I'm but just, I get what you're saying. I'm just she's a, she's a monster. I'm sorry. I just wanted to see if we were there. She, she's a monster. I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, Scorpio. She's crazy. We we got Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara too. And we've been, I guess, waiting for that. Waiting for what? <laughs> I don't know if this is the most overhyped, overhyped, unwanted match on the card. It, I, I think this. The, I think those are going to be the only two matches, realistically. Tony Khan. I'm gonna say Jonathan tag team. Jonathan Gresham versus Dalton Castle. Oh, the ROH Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle. Yeah, is John fighting? That's not. That's not what I just heard. Jonathan Gresham versus Dalton Castle is on Battle of the Belts. Yes. Oh, that's gonna be great for the Ring of Honor World Title. Well, that's your main event right there, but I know it won't be. They'll probably it go with Thunder. Be. They'll probably go with Thunder Rosa. And now, because they're because they're actually AEW stars. Yeah, you know, like they'll probably go that that route. But ooh, that's a that's a that's a crazy opener. Even if you open with that. Mm-hmm. And then you let, you know, like... Kind of let everybody else follow along, right? Yeah, man, what? Have the TNT match go down, and then you let the women close it out. Battle of the Bells could be something special. If you if you keep that content, that, that type of thing going for, like, those random Saturday events, it could work for AEW. They have a lot of things they can do. I don't want to talk about the uh, Discovery thing yet, because I don't know enough about it yet. So the the merger with Discovery. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna go. Yeah, no, we don't have to go into detail with that right now. It is gonna change some shit though, and this we just gotta hope that they. You know, I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to see anything happen like they lose their TV deal or some shit like that. Because apparently Discovery is about cutting fucking budgets and shit and and getting rid of programming. And apparently that's kind of some of the rumors that's going around right now. And that's why they've been apparently looking into somewhere to stream or whatever. But like I said, that's that's another topic for another day. Um, 
The only other thing AEW related that I kind of wanted to get your take on was how do you feel about all of the big names coming in that kind of either overshadow the homegrown talent or they place them with the homegrown talent to try to get them over? Because in some instances, it seems like that it seems like that they tend to showcase the wrong people at the wrong time. Like, right now, real shit, if you want to be honest, the the motherfucker on that show that's getting the most, like, he's getting, like, the biggest push right now, is probably Wheeler fucking Yuta. When it should be your world fucking champion. But I don't have a problem with Wheeler Yuta because he's the future. He is the future, but Adam Page is supposed to be the future. See, no, you got to present. You present. You got to remember. I think they're building the universe that we 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 want from the WWE, and within that, you have to look at everything differently. I think uh, championship matches and championship caliber matches get looked at. Like I think the rankings are going to look different, maybe like three years down the line if they keep going down the route. But I think. There's a difference in quality types of matches that AEW kind of has. So, like, well, the championship matches are either going to be, like, all-out war or 30-minute classic wrestling match. I would that, say that they're not scared to go in their gimmick bag. AEW's not scared to go in the gimmick bag. They're not scared to throw bows with the Texas death matches and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you, you know, like... You can have a Texas death match and you can think that that's going to draw, but then you can have a Cody Seth Rollins match in Mania that makes all their Texas death matches look like shit. So yeah. it's a, for me, it's, it's more like, for me, it's like, I know you say Adam Page is the future. I mean, I know you say Adam Page is the present, but in reality, in Tony's eyes, he's the future. He was a nobody. He wasn't at the same Adam level. Really wasn't he nobody. wasn't on the same level he as was Kenny the and guy. the Bucks. And he was always the guy, though. He was. The, he want, you, got you're him. looking at it from 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 from. A, he a, wanted a to make him a star. He wanted to make Adam Page so. a star. I think Adam he, Page is a star. No, he wasn't a star. He's kind of a star now, but he, he is a star now with a really really low dim. You gotta let him shine, bro. He's gonna he shines you, in every moment he's been in. I think he's put on classic matches. That I think people are going to tend to overshadow. Name one, name one true classic match he's had. The Daniel Bryan match, classic. Name a classic match he had that he put that he put just as much effort into it. He wasn't carried because Daniel Bryan the carried him through that classic. The match that's coming this Friday that he's going to lose against Adam Cole, and I could be wrong. Tuesday I could come in here with sad eyes because Adam Cole, baby, does not win and. I'll give him these same praises because I like Adam Page. Like, I how do you have natural? How do you not? I remember have your watching him champion. in G1 Classic and thinking, like, no, he's a guy. How no. do you not have your world champion on your premiere event this weekend? Because the belt really isn't their premiere event. It's, it's their. their it's a special. It's one of their specials. I mean, no, they, it's like their they classic battle, champion. They but do, it's, yeah. They do. They're going to do battle of the belts. It's going to be a quarterly special. It's a special. That's fine. How do you do Battle of the Belts without your world title? Because the world title only gets defended in, when it's in feuds and rivalries. There's not like there's a, a world champ who's just like, I'll take on all com- new At the last Battle of the Belts, Adam Page faced Lance Archer. And I don't think that was Battle of the Belts. That was Battle of the Belts. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, I, I think it was. Yeah, he I don't caught think it was. I really don't. I'm about to. I'm I about think to, it was. That, I'm going to fact check that real quick. Nah, we got, we got to, we, we pushing on time. Look at this. We, you ain't even spark. It's, yeah, we already 20 in. What else did we have even on the notes? Um, so, who else? Who can I give a shout out to? Let's give a shout out to Hook. Because Hook's. Hook yeah. is over. Yeah, Hook's super over. Hook is and over. Dan is super over. Dan Housen can't put the curse on Hook. He put the hurt curse on William Regal last night. Yeah. After the show, did you see it? The post-show thing where William Regal did the stinky leg? Curse him, never do it again. He'll never do it again. Yeah. Dan Bryan <laughs> to kick his fucking head off. <laughs> um, other than that, um, not too much, you know. Uh, Keith, Lee, and Swerve look pretty good together. They we'll do. See how that's that's a new tag team. If that's what they're going with, I like the promo. I think we're gonna get the. I like the Darby promo for a coffin match with Andrade. With Andrade, I think that'll be good. That was a good promo. Um, there was, we probably gonna it, get the debut of Claudio. Promo heavy, and don't give me that Claudio news yet until I finish this. <laughs> AEW is promo heavy. Yes, they are. Something I did not expect. And their promos are good. But something I have... This is me... I'm sounding like I'm talking through therapy. This is something I have grown to like. Um, But it's only in certain cases. I'm going to tell you, though. The reason why most of the promos in AEW are good is... I hate to fucking say this, but it's because they don't have writers. They can write their own shit. <laughs> that, and that's a, and when you write your own shit, it's a hit or miss. Because you got some of the people in AEW who cut promos and they're bad. Like Jade or... Anna Jay and you know you got people who cut very bad promos, but then you have people who cut very like I'm sorry, the best promo in AEW is probably MJF. Yeah, they did him and uh Warlow had some some crazy things going on on Warlow Warlow's a bad promo, so MJF might have to carry him in that because Warlow has been doing a great job. He's been he's been he's been doing it makes me really root for Warlow. I really want to I want him to get his hands because I'm tired of him beating up security. He's like power bombing and throwing these guys. The guys, security guys for AEW deserve a check. I hope Tony Khan is cutting a check for those AEW security guys. Because Warlow has really been wrecking them for like, and I think he's going to keep wrecking them until they finally have a match. But I love the, the program going. And MJF is solid. Right, right. I'm not really big on Warlow just yet. Warlow, you talk about somebody, you talk about the future, the business future star. Motherfucking Mr. Mayhem. Oh shit. Wardlow. He goddamn got he has all you don't see it because he's not in the E. That's why you don't see it. If he was in the E, there would be you would see a lot more potential in my good sir, Mr. Wardlow. But that's AEW. You know, we can put a bow on that. It's uh AEW only come on twice a week. We need to talk about what yeah, comes on. We, we need to talk about what comes on three we times watch a week. week. We need to get into a little. It's bit really of this. like six times a week, but if you, if we being honest, but we need to get into a little bit of WWE. But before we discuss uh, the world wrestling entertainment, um, of course, we got to do a couple of shout outs. Shout outs to Anchor for providing this platform. Shout out to Spotify. That's where you can listen to us. Bumps and Banner Pod. Um, shout out to Angry Orchard. Um, you get me through my days. Uh, Bow Rock as well. If I ain't got an angry orchard, I'm drinking your dirty cousin Bow Rock. Um, and of course, we want to give a shout out to Cultures and Raw Paper. Um, y'all make it happen every day. I promise you do. If it wasn't for you, I'd be a lost soul. And um, 
And uh, shout out to uh, Silk Road Hydros. I give a shout out to the homie Silk Road Hydros. Shout out to Silk Road, man. Silk is my guy. Silk has always been our guy. Let's, let's, yeah. Silk deserves a shout out. Silk, des- Silk deserves a shout a out. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to tell you. A slight like this. For, for anybody who really knows the, the members of Bumps and Banner, there yeah. probably wouldn't be a Bumps like and Banner a, if it wasn't for like Silk Road. If you know, you know. Guys. If you, you know, know, you know type of thing, right? Yeah, Silk Road is... Yeah, so shout out. We've seen some days with that guy. We've seen some, definitely seen some days, good and bad. Shout out to Maplewood Farms for sure. Shout out to Maplewood Farms. Y'all know the home Uh, team, the grow team. Um, Oh, and shout out, shout out the rim. Yeah, shout out the rim. We ain't get too drunk this time, and we unfortunately don't have him with us. But one day we will have the three man band. And we will be rocking. We're gonna do some cool shit like go up there one day. Yeah. Or have him pull up. Something like and, that. And, and one of these two, and we're just gonna make it happen. Maybe I'll, maybe I know it's gonna happen this season. Yeah. And I think that's gonna be the running joke for the season. Is that when we can when Rim up. when Rim shows up. When Rim shows up. It's yeah. like it's like it's like um debuting Veer Mahan. <laughs> like when is he no, come, when that's is he not funny. When is Veer Mahan coming to Raw? When is Rim coming to Bumps and Banner? No, Rim's gonna be here. Rim is Bumps and Banner. Rim's definitely <laughs> gonna be here. Oh, uh, who else did I want? I want to shout out Super Dope. Super Dope, definitely. Uh, Super Dope. Gave us a good shout out. Uh, there's a lot of people to shout out, though, man. Shout out to WWE 2K22. Really GMO. Thank you for bringing back GMO. That's the greatest thing you probably could have ever done in your fucking life. Shout out to Spotify. Because Spotify I shout is... out Spotify. No, we're going to shout them out again because Spotify is awesome. Yep. It's a great music app. It's a great podcast app. It delivers the best and up-to-date music, and um, it's just up-to-date, man. Everything on Spotify is just curated and perfect, and for people who use it, you should definitely go to Spotify, try making your own podcast, because we're loving it here. Shout out to Anchor. And I want to give a shout out to all other podcasts out there. Um, we don't, we're not going to say any names, but there's people who watch and people who watch us, and we watch you, too. So shout out to you guys. Um, and shout out to the internet wrestling community because without you, I, I, I wouldn't be entertained throughout the day. Yeah, you guys, you guys keep me so entertained. Many, yeah, I seen something <laughs> earlier talking about how like Cody and Drew is the. You know who I want to shout out? No, because I'm not gonna shout. I'm not gonna talk WWE yet. I want to say one last thing. Shout out to Minoru Suzuki. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about that. The, the Samoa event. Joe, the main event. The Samoa main event Dynamite. Suzuki. I'm gonna let you take this. Here, here's the thing. thing. This is my one shout out. Because this is the one match I can honestly say I watched on AEW Dynamite. Um, because I'm a big New Japan guy, and I like Minoru Suzuki and Suzuki Gun. So seeing him versus Samoa Joe, um, I want to say AEW has always tried to sell a WWE guy on dream matches. And... As a guy who watches all wrestling and just favors WWE, I do enjoy the dream match. But this was a match that I honestly felt like was a dream match. And it lived up to its height. It only went probably about 12 minutes. But Samoa Joe looked the part like he always does. Minoru Suzuki looked like a boss. And for 10 of those 11 minutes, they chopped the shit out of each other. That's the match. It was it was quality. It was like Americanized strong style where they just chopped each other until 
it was like the story was told just through chops that eventually the weight of Samoa Joe was going to overpower Minoru Suzuki, who's been on a super tear uh, in recent weeks, in the last three weeks. He's just been kicking ass. And it took a guy like Samoa Joe. Um, I still don't know how WWE doesn't utilize Joe. But it took a guy like Samoa Joe to take down Minoru Suzuki um, and get that the ROH Ring of Honor television title. So shout out to Minoru Suzuki and losing effort. And shout out to Samoa Joe, a guy that we've watched growing up. Um, always been our guy since TNA, Ring of Honor. Uh, even he got some bangers in the E too. Samoa Joe's a is an awesome guy, and we'd love to have him on the show one day. But um, Minoru so, Suzuki's our guy. That was the main event. What happened at the end? Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, come and they out, came out with the big with uh, the I Great Kali too. Pretty the much. Great I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to be the guy who said it. cousin. I don't want to be the guy who said it, but like he like he looked like Jinder Mahal. Can we, if Jinder can Mahal we be was honest? if Jinder Mahal was seven feet tall, that's who he would be. He because he that's what he looked like Jinder Mahal to me. Okay, and here's my thing. This is why I, as an e guy, I always want to look like Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the uh, television, like, "Mm, there it is." Right. Now, if the e does this on a show, right? On a big show, on a big SmackDown on Monday Night Raw, they give you that same thing where the guy goes over, wins the title, and some the lights go off, and some random seven foot Indian. Uh, Indian guy comes out. You moan and gripe, and you make it seem like it's the worst thing that can happen in wrestling, right? Now, when all the goes off, of course it looks bad because. The cameras don't present it like they did the match. And just didn't work. The crowd made it seem like this guy was the second coming of, like, The Undertaker. They popped him because I didn't watch that part. I was asleep. They gave him enough heat to be like, boo. Like, it wasn't like a boo, who is this guy? It was a boo. Why did you just do this? Ruin to this Samoa moment Joe. to Samoa Joe. Like it kept the story going like nothing. But if this was to happen in WWE, people would immediately cancel the story because who is this big guy and why does he matter? It happened almost, almost. I think almost job realistically was Raw Underground and it never happened because you know. They just kept stopping the momentum. And now he's got a little bit of gripe. You know, he's got MVP behind him, so he's getting some momentum. But things like this happen all the time in wrestling, and people make it seem like WWE is the only people who get it wrong sometimes. Oh, AEW get it wrong all the fucking time. I don't think that guy was needed in that moment. Um, I'm glad Sunday Dud is the guy bringing him out. You know, that's where he came from. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that moment, um, I would have been cool if Jay Lethal just comes out and just wrecks him. I didn't need that guy. If the lights go out and those guys are in the ring after we just seen them um, clapping for him so happy. 
the lights go out. They go in the ring, you know, hug them, lights go out, and nobody comes out. It's just them jumping him. I'm cool with that. Right. You know, like, you can present that in different ways, and it still makes sense. And AW, that was a bad ending to a really great show. I guess every show can't be always good guy goes home the winner, but I think I had a little bit of sour grapes. If I was to give that show a rating, would you show, rate Dynamite? Would you rate it? What would I write down from last night? Mm-hmm. Out of five stars, a three, or a two, some shit like that. I think it had the potential to be a four and became a three just because of the ending for me. And that's honest. That's honest the truth. But let's push this back to WWE. All right. Let's talk about um what I believe I think is <clears throat> the most promising thing about WWE right now. Um, the is one thing in WWE that's going on, the, the one thing in WWE that's going on right now, that makes you say, "There's hope." It makes you say, "Damn, you know what? Somebody can do it." Um, my man, the, the grandson of a plumber, the American yeah. Nightmare, AEW guy. That's what we're gonna call him, Cody he, Rhodes. There's any AEW guy. He's the AEW. He, guy. he oh, and it's crazy because his gimmick in WWE is to be. The outside, the AEW guy. Like, a lot of people have been talking about how he's using um, words that he don't have no business using in his promos. Well, what we know about WWE is that all that shit's scripted. Yeah, so let's talk about, so since Mania, he's had a good promo. um, Didn't feel scripted. It didn't Um, feel scripted at all. And it was scripted from top to bottom. Seth comes out to get that rub. Um, because that was some good rub he was getting from the crowd. And we got a shake, I guess. Maybe that was their backlash rematch shake. Nah, that came the next week. So? Because then after that, he, um, after that Raw, which was the Raw this week, he had a decent promo on Miz TV. Which before, was really good. Before he came out from Miz TV, I think they did go past their pyro budget. I mean, they're giving him... They're rolling the red carpet out for this motherfucker. I mean... He deserves it. He deserves and, it. And he deserves he, it. He reinvented himself. I mean, he deserves it. Um, the segment on Miz TV was good. And then... Um, I like how he, when he uses words like... You know, you're a good wrestler. And then Miz says, superstar. Yeah. And I'm like... I love the fact that there's somebody on this show that can say wrestler and title belt. And, and I think he... He he really talked within wrestling. Like when he he looked at, it, he said, "Yeah, you look a little intimidated that I'm gonna come take your spot, you know? Because I can do. I did the things that you're doing now. I haven't been in movies yet, but like I got my show. I got my TV uh, show. You know, I'm, I'm on. Got a, my, I'm on. A, I'm, on a, I'm, I'm hosting I'm, a game show. I've hosted a game show now. You know, like I'm I'm a guy now. You know, you can't really come." Talk down at me like you could have last time I was here. Right. Like, I'm a big dog now. Like, you feel that pressure. And so, he, there was a lot of good things he threw in those, um, in that, in that promo. And he's, That um, made me think, okay, no. He's looking like they're going to give him that, that strap. Right. Not the title, but the rocket strap to, to keep him looking strong and healthy for he a will eventually get the couple belt. months. I he will eventually get the belt. Will it being unified, I won't go that far. I'm gonna t- tell you why. But, I'm gonna tell you why I think he'll get it. And it's because 
ultimately the champion, the, the, the belt is on Roman right now. Yeah. And when you look at the landscape, everything, and what the plans are for Roman, why the fuck does he need the belt to face The Rock? Well, that's not where we're going. I think we got to let... Right now, that's the, the story. story. We know the story, but let the story book the story. We can't let the story uh, overshadow what we get. Because if, if Roman's the champ this entire time, and um, Cody has to fight to get to this the, the, the title match, when he wins it, it seems like a genuine moment. I'm going to tell you, though, just but think about it, though. Like, it's little thing. small stuff. If that Roman doesn't have the title... Um, it's small stuff that they and tease. And you have the title on. Who do you put the title on realistically if you don't give it to Roman right now? You got Drew. You got Cody. Um, no, I'm just saying if we're taking Cody out. If you like, take Cody out of the picture. Cody's not here. Drew. We got Drew. You got KO, who just main evented WrestleMania with fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. That kind of momentum. He, get beat, the- he beat KO. As much as I love KO, he beat KO as a heel already. I don't want to see it. Um... Who else? Who else could take the belt off of Ron right now? Yeah. Bobby. Bobby. Uh, he hasn't beaten Bobby, but we still know Bobby's hurt, and Bobby's in a story. Putting he beat, over he beat Bobby. He beat Bobby? Survivor Series. He beat Bobby at Survivor Series? Was no, Bo- yeah, Bobby about. was champion at Survivor Series. If I'm not mistaken. Was- I thought it was Big E. Big E was champion at Survivor Series. For Big certain. E. Was champion. He Big, hasn't fought Bobby. He hasn't fought Bobby. He hasn't yeah. fought Bobby. So I, I, I can, I can agree with Drew and Bobby. Dean, Drew and Bobby. Um, we love Seth. Seth's the only wild card. Seth will always be the one. Seth is gonna always be that. Seth is. Okay. Seth is always gonna be that person. that's like, oh, we're desperate. Who do we put the belt on? And I don't go over what we're talking about right now. You know, so we got three guys. Matt Riddle. No. He's in a program right now. He has he's, a title. He's in a program. He has a title. But he's not saying, beating Roman Reigns. Not right now. Exactly. So like, I'm talking about I right mean, now. I mean, just think about right it. He was the he was the, the person year. penciled in to win the Royal Rumble. In the next year, in going the, forward to WrestleMania, name your your guys going into WrestleMania. Right now, we got Drew, Bobby, Seth. Fuck Big E, they ruined his goddamn fucking shit. I mean, you can always throw the Miz in there. No. Has Roman fought the Miz? <laughs> Does he need to? <laughs> the Miz might have been in WrestleMania. Like... Now we can't go from two days ago giving him his flowers and then today saying, "Eh, we don't feel it." It's not that we don't feel it. It's that how do we spin that? This guy has won what? No. He's beaten what? No, it's not happening. The only two guys that are worth mentioning is Drew and Bobby. And Dan Seth. Seth will you always be there, but you don't need Seth to beat him. You don't you need, need If you're looking for another guy, you don't need it to be Seth. You need it to be someone. And uh, someone, a newer face. Two guys who have been champ in the last year or so, but are strong. Those are your only two, and he hasn't fought in either of them yet. And so, I mean, it, it's going to be some long-term storybooking because you got to remember, he's unified the world titles. I think the Usos, I think they're going to go ahead and unify the tag titles. All of this brand split shit about to come to an end. 
they go it's gonna be people that's gonna probably be on a specific show majority, but the 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 as far as like having full fledged people like dedicated to a specific brand, I think that's just about to come to an end. And it might, but we don't wanna we don't wanna overbook it because we're getting this every week. So let's not go, you know what I'm saying, too far into the future. Because we get it every week. They'll tell us what's going to happen. Because we see it every week. We don't like what we see. So we don't watch. But they tell us what's coming out. And then... Right now, we, we're still getting... You know... And then right now, the, the thing is that I think they're thinking about doing Rousey and ba- Baszler as a tag team. Which, fucking finally, they should have did that years ago. Um, I'm here for it. I'm here for that. Because Shayna Baszler... I think Shayna Baszler can show her the way. Yeah, you put her with Sasha and Naomi versus Shayna and Ronda. I'll sign up for that at SummerSlam. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'll sign up for that one. And then um, you got, um, at the next pay-per-view, Backlash, we getting Bianca versus Sonya Deville. It's just weird Backlash, how Sonya Deville takes her authority and puts herself in She really her. does look like uh, what we would think Stephanie McMahon would be if she could really run. If she could really go. That's who Sonya is. She looks like the authority. She plays her character very well. Um, She's like the Baron Corbin to the women's division at this at this point right now. We're like I think Sony Deville actually got a little more personality than Baron Corbin. Nah, man, he's happy right now. I can't I don't know why we've been calling him Barry. There's no more personality than happy, you know? And if we were wrong, we would have someone next to us called Mad Cap, right? Like that's how it works. And that's the the running joke for that whole Corbin thing. But no, the women's division would look good if you had Ronda as a tag team. And you showcase her and, and, and Shayna that way. Right. And now you make them look like the unstoppable tag team where they don't have to win right. either the women's Raw or SmackDown titles, you know? Like, you just make them the tag team and they run through everybody. That's, pers- that's perfect. The women's division has been flourishing, but the Sonya Deville thing, I'm not really here for. Yeah, so I, I want to see... Um, the only thing about it is that Sonya Deville is a heel. She's the authority figure. It, it she's the, she the is the next biggest heel after you uh, take Charlotte and Becky out. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're 100% honest about the women's division over there, she Sonya is the next really, biggest really heel. It's crazy to think that her and Mandy are both like... Because Mandy's the biggest superwoman heel on NXT and all the like shit. To think that to think that Mandy fucking runs. We're not gonna even talk about because we don't talk we don't talk about NXT. NXT doesn't exist. But I'm just saying, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose, give a shout out to Mandy Rose. Shout out to Mandy Rose. We love Mandy Rose. I used to think Mandy Rose would be like uh, chasing the the twenty four chasing the twenty four seven title. What's the girl with the red hair? Who? Um, that came back and then left and then came back and then left. Oh, uh, uh, Dewdrops. Evil Marie. Yeah, I thought that. I I definitely thought that's where Sonya was going, and mm-hmm. I definitely thought that man, that's where Mandy was going to mm-hmm. in that whole whack realm. And neither one of them have they uh, elevated those characters that they have and made them look like they both belong. On the show, and no matter what part of the card, they when live. Mandy comes back up, oh Jesus Christ! There's who's you can put Mandy versus Bianca immediately, and you can sign me up for it. Mandy and they, it's crazy because they they basically deal with Mandy 
what they did with Paige. You know, Paige was over, mm-hmm. and then they had Absolution, and her flunkies were Mandy and Sonya. Mm-hmm. And now Mandy and Sonya doing their own thing, but Mandy now has her own version of Absolution, which is Toxic Attraction. Mm-hmm. If you if you really look at Toxic Attraction and then look at Absolution, it's the same exact thing. It is. <laughs> it's the same exact fucking works. thing. It works. And, and it works. Shout out to Gigi. You know, shout out to Gigi Dolan. Shout out to JC Jane. We love both of y'all. Um, shout out to Gigi. This nigga. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga. He he mm. just, you know what? He haven't he haven't um he haven't um Shout out to Gigi. This nigga. He missed <laughs> Tony Storm. That's what that is. Nah, Tony Storm was on. She was on um AW. She was on this week. She she had a little promo where she said nothing and just looked cool doing it. I don't know how they dropped the ball. Like, the E has... Back to your original question. The E has dropped the ball with a lot of guys in AEW. You asked me that question about, like, how do I think AEW... Like, what's going on with the whole roster? There's so many good guys that they've dropped the ball with that that you'd be like, man, this is their moment where they could have been shining and it's, it's not there. It's Tony people, Storms would be the next best thing right now other than Beyonce. She said she lost but her it, love for wrestling in the E. I mean, but I give Tony Stormer credit. She had to, she had to jock the walk the so, fuck out. It's just so, yeah. And you know, her and Jeff see Hardy, her, you see her, they spotlight her correctly. The Hardys uh, have been spotlighted correctly since they brought them back. Um, guys like Keith Lee and Swerve. Keith um, Lee will never be a world champion in AEW. He was world champion fine. in WWE. He was NXT. Don't matter. He still won the world. T- he won a world title. He was so did Karen and Cross. Now Karen and Cross is in control of your damn narrative. They don't even have so, so him and Swerve are really good and I think they've been showcased good showcase of late so Swerve? far since they've been there. Swerve has been showcased but here's a guy, by Keith Lee. Here's a guy who hasn't undrotted. I'm excited he's with Darby. This is the first time I've been excited. About it, any kind of match he's done. And they've been beefing for what? Because him and Pac, I'm sorry, him and Pac was not it. It's like, you got two really great wrestlers here. How did this not work? I I still didn't feel like, and and like, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to use, I'm going to tell you the best example I can use as far as when I think about Andrade and Pac, right? And I think about how they just didn't mesh. Like, there was no chemistry there. Think about when AJ Styles fought Randy Orton at WrestleMania. (coughs) It was just like... (coughs) Where's the chemistry here? That's, that wasn't the... The chemistry was... AJ wasn't used to the E-way yet. But <coughs> sure. You can't see that. That was his fourth mania. That was his fourth mania. That was a mania after he AJ's, won his world champion. AJ was a star that was a dwindling star. He wasn't ready for the, the match that they were supposed to have. The match he has with Undertaker is the match he was supposed to have. The match he had this last week was the match he was supposed to have. He learned that realistically from Randy. He could have made that a bigger match. That could have been a bigger His match thing. with Jericho was big. That was his first one. And that was because the hype was still there. His match with Shinsuke was big. He was champion. That's He wasn't main eventing. If he was, it wasn't that big. He was champion. Damn, never think it about it. AJ Styles has made him in the WrestleMania. Never think about it. No, he didn't. Yes, he that did. That wasn't the main event. Yes, it was. Oh, with the Undertaker, yeah. But 
I won't look at it like that. I think, I think some guys go over there and they just get lost in the shuffle that the big circus that AEW has created. Like Leo Rush got lost. Tony Nese is lost right now. So a lot like a lot of people went to AEW to do uh, what they were doing in the E. Literally to do basically the same thing. Be in the mid card, not be featured, and be a loser. Tony Nee's doing what he's doing now. He could have been in the E chasing the 24 7 title. And I'm, he should have been on TV every week. I'm telling you, man, it 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 makes sense that some guys uh can flourish though, like a CM Punk or a John Moxley or Chris Jericho, because they have that that knowledge or or how to move around Tony in the business. Too many people. I'm so tell you. when you move around in the business, like I talked about, Vince creating that Forbidden Door. We get that the I I get that Ric Flair created the Forbidden Door. You know, like Vince just popularized it right now. It's always been a Forbidden Door. Um, they AEW does their best to keep their guys, their homegrown guys that they want to make look like the guys eventually strong. MJF, Darby, the pillars. You know, Kenny gets in there. Uh, Paige gets in there. Uh, there's guys. You know, Britt is always in there. There's there's a there's a connection that you have with these guys. Even I would even say Sammy sometimes. You know, like they all oh, they all showcase. The when you talk about the pillars of AEW, yeah. it's MJF, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy. Those are the and yeah, the Jungle Boy. The, and these then are your you, guys. And then you have to put Brent Baker so as the. You know, everybody else has to fall in line with that. With, with what they have going on, when you really think about it. So when you got those people like Darby and MJF, who haven't been in a championship match in a very long time, but still flourishing around the card, you got to make those other guys in the E do the same thing. Right. No, you know? So that's what that. happens, and that's how they sink or swim. And then you got other guys, you know, that, that are flourishing, like Mox and what he's doing, what Jericho is doing with, with Kingston. Like, he's making Kingston look good on an, entertainment, on, a, in, on an entertainment level now. He's making MJ, like, MJF is making Wardlow look like a, like, they're, they're it's there. Right. Boom. But, but we got some hot takes, though. I just got some, okay. some, some hot takes real quick, right? Boom. Because we, 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 we getting ready in our wrap-up. Hot takes. How you feel about these pending returns in the E? Oscar, Bailey, Alexa Bliss, and um, Rick okay. Boogs. Oscar? I'll, I'll, I'll go with the one that I've seen uh, The most first. of, which is Oscar. No, I've seen Alexa because that was the first one they, they teased. Oh, okay. Um, when Alexa comes back, I hope she goes to SmackDown. I do not want her on Raw because I do not want her in Bianca um, Belair. Unless they give us a real match, I like. If they gonna the give Alexa, us, if, if they gonna give us old Alexa wrestling. Bliss, yes. If yes. they gonna give us the old Alexa Bliss, other than that, give um, us her and Bianca. Other than that, no. Nah, so yeah, if, if Alexa's coming back, please let it be the Alexa that we know. And I'm gonna tell you to like. Um, I want to see Bailey and Bianca. Yes, Bailey uh, has revenge. That's who I want to see. I want to see Bailey come back versus Bianca. And I want to make because the story's already there. The story's already there, and I want to see Oscar go to SmackDown because the story's already there on that side too. With Charlotte, with Charlotte, mm-hmm. they have unfinished business, and those are my hot takes for those three. I was, who's the other one? 
No, those was it. That was okay, it. Okay, cool. And because it's funny because one of my things on here was what's next for Charlotte after Ronda. And that's why I wanted to bring up the hot takes first because part of me feels like when they branch Ronda off into this tag team over there on SmackDown, it's hard to find a real contender for that women's championship because Sasha is in, in the tag scene right now. Mm-hmm. But if you bring Oscar back, boom, mm-hmm. the story's there. You could do it for two, three months. And make it work. Okay. Um, next, next hot, hot take. Next hot take. Um, this one right here is going to be this or that. <clears throat> House of Edge or House of Black? House of Black. Because <laughs> they did it first. <laughs> I like what House of Edge is going to be eventually. I like what they're working, what it's working towards. I, work, I like what the House of Edge is working towards or the House of Omnipotence. Yes, black. the House of Omnipotence versus the House of Black. But um, Malachi, I want to see who that third member is going to be because I know there's going to have to be a third member. Eventually. Well, they, I think they're going to do. I think they're going to do four. Think four. In the edge, in the edge stage, I want I think, it to be five. I think it's going to be four. I want two guys, two girls. And then I think it's going to be two guys and a girl. I think they're going to get one girl in there, and the 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 talks are Shotzi Blackheart or Real Ripley. I would love to see. Real Ripley in that group, but I would also don't want to see her in it because I think it will overshadow where she could be by herself. Yes. I think Shotzi Blackheart needs the rub a little more. Yes. Damian Priest, because this ain't going to do nothing but, but Damian Priest to the moon after this. No, Damian Priest looks like the guy after this. Yeah, he, I mean, his whole, just his presentation under the House of Edge is crazy. It's it's like, oh, this motherfucker looks like a star. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Damian Priest got all the tools. He got the he has all the tools. And man. I knew as as punishment Martinez, I knew he could work heel. But you know, they've always been pushing him as a baby face. Mm-hmm. Other than his NXT stints, you know, he came out of the with the dire living infamy, you know, like I got it. But now he's 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 good right now. House of Black though, Alistair Black is amazing. He's probably um, one of the. He's probably the most creative. Malachi Black is amazing. I don't know why he's. He's probably the most creative yeah. person in in Brody the King right now. Brody King really looked better than I think people will gonna ever give him credit. I think he's gonna be a star eventually. Um, and it's crazy have, because he thinks that Buddy Matthews isn't really catching on to what they're doing yet. He just did an interview. Brody King just did an interview, and he was like, like. Him and Malik, like they got the House of Black thing, and him and Mal- they get in them with Buddy Matthews. It's like he's trying to get it. He's trying to like figure out because this nigga. I mean, they that's um, Brody King when he did the interview. He was talking about some of the stuff that Malachi Black looks up and you know for this mm-hmm. stuff, and it's a bunch of dark fucking witchcraft and mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers, they might as well be from Hogwarts. But yeah. um, I I like the um, you, I think that. It's hard for people to be successful with scary or dark gimmicks. The Undertaker made that really hard for anybody else. It's really hard to have a a dark gimmick or to have a scary gimmick. I don't want to disagree. You, um, I want to disagree, because, but I know we don't have enough time to, to what I want to dig into because I think there's always been... There's always been dark stuff in wrestling. There's always been dark. It's, it's always been. But dark I think stuff. Undertaker just got it showcased a lot better, and that's credit to Vince and Vince's vision for him and booking. You know, he he booked himself right as well, and I think that's where a lot of things get lost with that whole dark part of wrestling. 
But um, last hot take: MVP turning on Bobby Lashley. Uh, one word. Hurt. Now, this is officially the end of the hurt business. Like, business is really over. That really killed me. I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. I thought MVP and Bobby were like a lot forever. The hurt business is the most... The hurt business for me was the most... Like... There's, we should still have the Hurt Business right now, like all four. This is a stable that could have worked on a long-time basis. Yep. And on a long-term basis, like, Bobby would have still been changed. They would never have been, like, unified everything. Like, all of this could have been different. All of this could but have been different. You have to push new guys. And I'm glad we got MVP with almost... Um, Almost looks good. I, I like almost. If I was, and I know Bobby it. needs to rope someone else before he takes his little break. But think and about it, though. Think about it. If you, we still had the hurt business now, they recruit almost. He is a part of the hurt business, and then eventually yes. they split up. And that, that, that would have made that would have been. We can't back backwards book, but I'm just saying that would have worked better. Yeah. Now I give you a hot take. Uh, they gave us three dates um, this week. WDBE gave us Money in the Bank and Vegas. Uh, they gave us uh, SummerSlam and Nissan uh, in Tennessee. And then they gave us a UK event, special UK event in September. Which do you think will have the biggest match on the card? SummerSlam. SummerSlam? What's the, in, in what match do you think that's going to be? Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Okay. I think we get. What the hell? Why don't we get two pay per views in one month, though? Which one is that? Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. No, it's, I'm not saying that these are the same month. It is the same month. Is it really? Money in the Bank is July 2nd, SummerSlam is July 30th. Hmm. I mean, there's probably nothing in June. But what's Hell in the Cell is in June. SummerSlam should be in August. Hell in the Cell is not in June because Hell in the Cell was at. If I'm not mistaken, Hell in the Cell was in Saudi they've, Arabia. They've reset year. everything. I think. Realistically, wasn't Hell in the Cell in Saudi after Arabia day last one, year? They reset everything. They're going to go back to doing like nine pay-per-views instead of 13. And they just reset stuff to do it however they want to do it now. Or they may just give us more pay-per-views, like 16 pay-per-views. Who knows? Eat makes that they book themselves. We just book them too. <laughs> That's it. But that I think the UK event I'm super excited about. I think that's when we get to see Gunther win a big one. Oh yeah. They definitely I, they definitely gonna showcase him in the UK. You ain't got no and the show's in Wales. Right. So I'm I'm giving him a good love. Um I wanna talk about New Japan for like three seconds. Shout out to Zack Sabre Jr. on a losing effort, winning the New Japan Cup, beating Tatsuyo Naito, and losing to Okada. Uh, great showing. I want to give a shout out to Jeff Cobb, winning the tag team titles with Shokan. Um, Hamuro Takahashi uh, lost uh, the Never Openweight match. But 
New Japan's working on some good stuff going on. Check out what New Japan's doing. And we got 20 seconds. Is there any other shout-outs? Um, just again, shout-out to Anchor. Shout-out to Spotify. Shout-out to O'Ray. That's my dog. Shout-out to Maple Wolf Farms, um, the Grow Team. Um, and yeah, We're going to be back it. next week, man. We'll be back next you week. You already know what the fuck it is, man.